So today I want, I want to share with you how to keep your fire burning. So we have to keep our hunger alive because God moves upon your hunger, upon your hunger. This is a principle of God, a principle of the kingdom of God. Um, it says in the Bible that he fills those who hunger and thirst. He fills those who hunger and thirst. He doesn't fill the full. And every encounter, every major encounter with Jesus that I've had, every life-changing encounter, every time that he's become so tangible and real to me, every miracle I've received has been when I was hungry, has been when I was seeking him. To be hungry simply means, to be hungry in the spiritual realm, it means to desire Jesus, to desire more of him, to humble yourself and be childlike, empty yourself out, realize that you don't know everything and that there's so much more of God to know. There's so much more revelation of his love, of his kingdom. There's so much more of him. There's so much more of him to be, to be it, transforming you. There's so much you that can be transformed by him. So much more. We're being made into his image. So we, we, <laughs> we have so a ways to go. There's so much more. There's so many more encounters God wants to have with you. There's so much more he wants to teach you and speak to you and reveal to you. There's so much more of his heart he wants to reveal to you. There's so many more secrets. So it's this, it's this hunger for the things of God. Hungering for the things of God over the things of this world. Let me tell you what. The things of this world do not compare to Jesus and things of God, the things of God. I've been so immersed, especially being a minister, I've been so immersed in the things of God for years, for several years now. And before those years, um, like let's say before I was surrendered, to God about um, six years ago, the things of the world were, were, were alluring, were satisfying, were fun, and sometimes it felt like the things of the world were more exciting and fun than the things of God. Sometimes it would feel that way. Sometimes it would feel like um, doing things of the world was just more exciting, was more fun than doing things of God. Um, and I can tell you that as I've immersed myself in the things of God, focused my eyes on Jesus for so long, the things of this world have no taste in my mouth anymore. No desire, N no desire. And the things of God are so much more exciting than when I used to think the things of the world were fun and exciting. And that is a spiritual work that takes place in you. I wanna share with you today about how to be this burning one on fire, blazing for Jesus, like how to be a burning one, how to be that fire that always burns, that always burns, that doesn't go out, how to be that. And you know, it, 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 it's not something very complicated to be on fire for God. It's not some formula. It's not like you have to fast for this amount of time. You have to read the Bible this amount every day. You have to pray for this many hours. You know, the, the biggest thing is consistency. Staying steadfast. Steadfast as you in your seeking God, steadfast in serving him, steadfast in, in, in doing the work of God, showing up, showing up to these lives. It's a spiritual thing that happens 
when you put your eyes on Jesus, when you serve him, when you do the work of God. It is a supernatural thing. I've seen how me just constantly showing up and serving God, being a servant, I've seen how it has transformed me. It's made me into a new person. It says, Matthew 20, 26, if you want to be great, you, you must be the servant of all the others. So as I talk about being, you want to be great for God. You want to be this on fire for God person. You want to be a leader. You want to be fulfilling your purpose. You know, you have, you have that in your heart. That's where you want to be. Maybe you look at others and you're like, I want to, I want to be on fire like that. Or I want to be a leader. I want to be used powerfully by God. If you want to be great, if you want to be a leader, if you want to be this flame that is burning all the time, that really is consistently leading people to Jesus, you must be the servant of all, of all the others. To be great in the kingdom is to serve. We are called to be servants. A leader is one who serves. That's what makes a good leader. So, you know, God called me to be an apostle. He called me to start Fivefold Church. And um, that was more than four years ago. And it was really not easy at first. It was very uncomfortable. Public speaking was my biggest fear and weakness. Leading a group of people was also my biggest fear and weakness. Um, but God had called me to, to do this. And so I would show up every week, every Sunday, doing the thing that I least wanted to do. <laughs> um, and feeling out of my comfort zone every week. And on top of that, I really dealt with lies of the devil saying that I'm not good enough and I'm not doing a good enough job. Um, God really had us hidden for, for years where we weren't growing, where we were even decreasing in our church for, for, for years. For four years, we had about 15 to 20 people in our church. And it was hard. It was not easy for, for many years because I didn't want to be even preaching. <laughs> I didn't even want to be leading a group of people. <laughs> I didn't want to lead a church. I mean, this was pure obedience. And um, on top of that, it, it felt like it, it wasn't working in the physical realm. I knew better and I knew, I knew the spiritual truth that God had called me to be an apostle. God had called me to do this and that what he was taking me through was this refining fire, was this wilderness season, was the journey, just like we see in the Bible over and over again. Um, David and Joseph, I, I hung on to their stories, uh, their, 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 their journey to the promised land. Um, but you know, those voices of the devil would come, they would come. And so for, for, for many years, I'm like dreaming so much for revival desiring so much for the power of God to be moving so much because I had tasted it and I had seen it. I knew that God moved in power. I had experienced miracles. And so now I was dreaming and yearning for this to happen on a regular basis and for more and more and more people to encounter God in power. And week after week for years, it's just like 15 or 20 of us and God moving in power here and there. But like, there's just a small group of us no demons cast out yet. No, like big healings, really hardly any, there were a couple there. God still moved, but you know, it just wasn't revival how I had envisioned. So I just kept showing up and, um, doing hard work, doing work that wasn't fun, just serving God, serving in the work of God. 
And Jean Tal was there since almost the beginning too, and she was there every week as well. Um, we would we were in a church building, and we would do kind of like too much work for <laughs> the amount of us. We took on a lot. We would do heavy labor work that <laughs> lifting too heavy of things that we should have been lifting. We used to have all of these, um, like, what were they called? Like braces to hang like curtains for a mixed stage, um, stage <laughs> a backdrop and, and lights and, and try, none of us knew how to, none of us were technical people that knew how to work a sound system and microphones and all that and, and a projector and, and we had to just try to learn and try to figure it out and, um, brainstorm and troubleshoot and, and so it was like every Sunday we would spend several hours lugging tons of equipment from my apartment that I kept in my tiny apartment, putting it in my, loading it in my car down the elevator and setting it up at church and um, then having church. And then after church was over, taking it all down for hours, putting it back in my car um, and driving it back to my apartment, put, bringing it back up the elevator, putting it back in my apartment, all the speakers, all the big speakers, all the big, huge, I don't even know what you call it, but brace things that held the, the curtains together behind us with all the lights and everything. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of work for like 15 people, but God had called us to have church every week and he'd called us to have it in excellence and work hard. Even if there's just 15, work as if there were thousands, you know, and preparing sermons was, I would dread it because this did not come. I wasn't this natural speaker. It was totally relying on God. And so I would feel nervous every week. Like, oh boy, it's Saturday. I, I got to prepare for tomorrow. What will I speak about? Um, and then just spending six, seven hours preparing the message. Um, it was a lot of hard work and it was, it was consistent. Um, I, I, I skipped out going, I didn't go home for Christmas with my family. My whole family's in New York. And I just stayed in my little apartment for Christmas, my two bedroom apartment, because I didn't want to leave our church family on Christmas Eve, just 15 of us, but it, they mattered and God had called me to them. And so there was sacrifice and, and I never m missed a Sunday except for visiting the orphanage in Tanzania sometimes. Um, the orphanage we support. That's the only time I would ever miss a Sunday. Uh, and so it was four years of that, four years of spending so many hours with so few people serving and um, just working, working my butt off, working our butts off <laughs> for Jesus. And just being consistent, just showing up every time and giving your best. And I share all of that with you because all of that was, was serving. It was serving God. It was serving people. It was putting yourself last. It was putting people first. It was putting God's people first. It was putting the work of God, which is serving God's people first, always. Making that priority, making that priority. And through doing that, through serving, 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 you become a servant. God, Jesus is a servant. Jesus came to be a servant, to serve. So he didn't come to be exalted. He came to serve, right? So he says, I came to be, to serve you all. I came, I came to be the, among the least of you all. And so there's this supernatural thing that happens when you keep on serving and you be consistent and you keep on denying yourself and you keep on choosing others before you. You keep choosing them to be first. That is what transforms you into being a servant, having that servant heart of Jesus.
Matthew 20, 16 says that the last shall be first and the first last. For many be called, but few are chosen. Few will choose to be last. Few people want to be last. Few people will, will choose the place of serving all the time. Most people want to be served. Most people want to be first. That's why many are called. God wants many people to be used powerfully by him. But few are chosen. Um, many people are, are, are like, I want to be used so powerfully by God. I want to be this big minister. I want, you know, and they're focused on how to get there and I want to be there and I want the position and, 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 and even thinking like, this is how I will feel better about myself when I have this position or I'm looking important for God, you know, but focusing on those things, like how can I get there? When is that going to happen? I need to get there. I need to be used powerfully by God. That's not going to get you there. That's not, that's not going to get you to the place of being used powerfully by God. I'm telling you, it's focusing on serving. It's focusing on being last. I trained myself. God trained me. God trained me to teach myself to put myself last. People, where do you want to eat? I'm, I, I want to, I practice this serving all the time. Where would you like to eat? I, I would practice it in my life, putting people first and being behind. Letting them choose first. Every, I'm telling you, like every scenario, and I would want something so bad, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it. I would deny myself. I'm going to be last. I'm going to put them first. I train myself to be this way because this is love. <laughs> this is love. This is, this is how to serve. This is how to be a servant to all. This is how God transforms you to be more like him. This is how he transforms you to, to be able to be so spiritual that you're just thinking about serving others and you've forgotten about yourself. You're just thinking, how can I serve others better? How can I love others better? How can I bring life to them? This is where it comes from. So you want to be used powerfully by God. You want to be on fire. You focus on serving. Focus on serving people, serving the work of God, and be consistent there. Be consistent there. Um, Acts 2.42, they were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instruction of the apostles and to fellowship. In the Acts church, they were continually and faithfully, continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instruction of the apostles and to fellowship. So they were continually and faithfully coming to church and receiving the word and serving in the work of God. They were continually and faithfully doing that. I was sharing with you before how God called me to um, go live, go live every day during COVID. And he told, and I, I wasn't going, okay, so listen to this. Teaching, preaching was like my biggest weakness. I'm not exaggerating. Like, I only gave one kind of message my whole life, and it was like a student-run um, worship, worship service during in my college years. And every week for four years, a college student would set up, step up and just share a testimony and like a, kind of a teaching with a testimony. I didn't step up. And there was only like 100 of us 
And for four years, I couldn't even get up there. And it was the last week of my senior year. Someone asked me, hey, you want to share? <laughs> and that was the only time I kind of like shared a message. I'm telling you, this is my biggest fear and biggest weakness to, to preach, to come up with a sermon. Um, and so when God called me to, to preach four years ago, or a little more than four years ago, it was so hard every week. And it was, I was like, what on earth will I preach next? I preach all I know how to preach. How on earth will I keep doing this? I literally would like kind of dread in a way <laughs> the future. Cause I'm like, I can't believe I have to, I'm going to be preaching my whole life and it's so uncomfortable and ha ah. <laughs> But I just kept going. Like I just kept believing and I just kept showing up and God just kept being faithful. I just kept denying myself and going to that comfort, going out of my comfort zone. And it, it slowly got a little bit easier, but I'm telling you, it was still hard around when COVID hit 2020. It still was hard for me three years or so into preaching every week. And COVID hit and God told me to go live every single day for seven days a week. And I was like, how will I do this? <laughs> I really felt like I, I hadn't even been going live at all up to that point. It was just once a week. But um, I knew obeying him was more important than anything else. And so I, I, I went to that place of I'm a servant. I'm a servant. It doesn't matter what I want. It doesn't matter about my comfort zone. All that matters is serving God. All that matters is serving his people. He's calling me to do this because there's people out there who he wants to touch through me somehow. <laughs> and it was small back then. It's very, very small. Sometimes just a handful watching the live. But I just kept reminding myself, I'm doing this because I'm a servant. I'm doing this because I'm a servant. I don't feel like doing this today, but I'm a servant. I went home, I went to visit my parents for the first time in like months I had seen them and I went live every day. I visited my parents. I didn't stop because God told me to keep going. And so now I can see now God's having me minister many places during the week. And it's, and it's only because God had trained me, um, to be able to have that servant heart and to not think of myself and not be like, oh, think about myself so much getting, thinking about what I want, but just be like, yes, I'm a servant. So yes, going to minister today and tomorrow and the next day and going to cities, but not seeing anything but the hotel room and the church building, that's fine. And the, and the airport, like I'm a servant. I'm a servant. It doesn't matter. I, I'm a servant. This is who I am. This is who I am. And so you want to be on fire for God and have this, 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 this flame burning always. It really has to do with being like Jesus, just being in his image, which is being a servant. So when you, you, you've been transformed so much so that you're this servant heart, you're remaining in the truth. You're remaining in the truth. Jesus was always in the truth. He was, he knew the word of God so much. It was so in him. He was just in the truth that circumstances, physical emotions didn't matter. He was always in the truth. He, he was in the garden of Gethsemane and sweating blood full of so much anxiety because he could prophetically see so clearly what was about to happen to him, the torture and brutality he was about to face and the suffering and the death. And, and, and he felt, I don't want this. He says, God, if there's any other way, if there's any other way, I don't want this. Cause he was a hundred percent human and a hundred percent God. So he didn't want that, but he says, but not my will, but yours be done quickly. Quickly. He said that. It wasn't like this three hour prayer session, like, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Please. Can there be another way? Like, I, I can't like, it wasn't, it wasn't this deliberation with God for hours. It was quick. It was like, if there's any other way, but not my will, your will be done. You see how the word was so in him. The truth was so in him. 
The truth was so in him. He was so supernatural. He was so spiritual that the flesh could not get in the way. He was always on fire with the truth, always on fire with his love. Um, he was in the, in the, uh, uh, the wilderness and he was tempted by Satan and with his flesh feeling not on fire. You're not going to be feeling on fire, on fire. For, you're not going to be feeling on fire for God in the wilderness, right? He wasn't feeling that. <laughs> he was hungry. He hadn't eaten for, for weeks. But he was still on fire because fire is not about the, the on fire is having your light burn ablaze. It's not about the feeling. But it's about, it's about remaining in the truth so much. Being so in the image of God that you're, you're so much more spiritual than carnal. That's what being on fire is. You're so much more spiritual than carnal. So it's like, this is spiritual on fire. So the carnal like doesn't have a chance. It tries to like come up, but the spiritual's always ablaze. The carnal cannot quench the fire, the carnal nature. So he's in the wilderness and the, the devil starts bringing to him scripture and the word of God, the truth was so in him so much that he was just speaking, nope, this is what the word of God says. This is what the word of God says. Man shall not live on bread alone, but by the word of God. This is what the word of God says. So that's on fire. He was spiritual. That's on fire is not about a feeling. And um, I used to see, I used to see preachers. I used to see ministers. I would see people like me today and see them preach week after week. And they had so much zeal for God. They had so much faith. They had so much passion. And I was like, how do they always have so much fire for God? How are they constantly on fire for God like that? I was not like that. I was watching them like, that could never be me. That's why I told, I, I said, it was my biggest fear, biggest weakness. I not one time looked at a preacher and said, or minister and said, I could do that. Or I think I could do that. Or maybe I'm supposed to do that. Not one time because I disqualified myself because I say, I don't know how they're so on fire. There's no way I could be like on fire like that. I would feel faith in God and on fire one day and the other day I, I wouldn't feel that way. But God taught me it is not about your feelings. It's not about your feelings. The spiritual realm is not about feelings, but it's about remaining in the truth. You are a spirit. You are a spirit man. That's the real you. That's the you that was reborn, that came alive when you gave your life to Jesus, was co-risen with Jesus out of the grave. That's your spirit. And that spirit, when you die, the rest of you dies, but the spirit remains alive and lives eternally with Jesus in heaven. That's your spirit. That's in you right now. That's the real you. So when Jesus sees you, he sees your, he sees your spirit. He sees your spirit. He's not looking man, woman. He's looking a spirit. That's how he's able to call you the righteousness of God impure because he's looking at your spirit. The spirit is what's made in the image of God, is, is what's the, 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 the daughter and son of God, the spirit, the spirit. That's why God, God can use men and women the same, the same way. They're, because there, there's no female Holy Spirit, male Holy Spirit. There's no um, child Holy Spirit and grown-up Holy Spirit. Your spirit, that's the real you. Your spirit contains a soul, which is made up of your, of your mind, your will, and your emotions. And your soul lives in your physical body. So when you first give your life to Jesus, your, your spirit man is small. 
and your soul is going to be bigger and louder. What God wants to take you is from, from there to making your spirit man higher and pushing the soul and flesh down so that the, the soul follows the spirit. The spirit agrees with God's will. The spirit agrees with God's will. So it's like when you're watching this and you're feeling like alive, you're feeling peace, you're feeling joy, you're feeling the fire of God, you're feeling, you can't explain it, it's different. It's different than watching like a good movie or something, right? It's different when you watch this live, for example, when you're in the presence of God, hearing this, your spirit man is being fed and it's, it's, it's hearing this, the will of God, the word of God, and it's being fed and it's agreeing with it and it's coming more alive, more alive, more alive. It's being strengthened and coming bigger. And the more spiritual you are, the more you're like Jesus, more full of peace, more full of joy, void of fear. Fear doesn't stand a chance because there's no fear in Jesus. He didn't give you a spirit, give you a spirit of fear. He's giving you perfect peace. Like in heaven, when you're with Jesus, you're peace, joy, no fear, right? That's, that's God. And so when you, the more spiritual you are, the more you're going to be experiencing peace and joy, these fruits of the Holy Spirit. Like, that's even how God can love so amazingly because he's so, he's so in the truth and he's so, he knows the spiritual realm. He knows that you're in a, in a, in a war with the devil. And so he, he goes to the truth and he sees, he sees you and he has compassion on you and he sees why you've sinned, right? He sees the trauma that happened to your, in your life, the abuse, the way the devil tried so hard. And so he sees that he has compassion and he sees the real you. He sees your spirit and he sees the potential and he sees where you're going. He sees the plans he has for you. He's, he's, God's living in the truth. This is the truth. You are good. You are pure. And, and, and there's nothing to fear because God is more powerful than, than the devil, than any power in this world. So when we submit to him, when we follow him, we have the greatest power who is full of love and protection and has the best for us. He's got, he's covering us and leading us. So, you know, what I'm saying to you right now, this is the reality like I live in. This is the reality that you live in when you're spiritual. This is the reality you live in when your spirit man rises. This is the reality you live in where fear doesn't have a chance in you because you're so, the truth's so in you. Jesus was not in the wilderness, like getting confused by the devil. Like, what's the, I'm confused. What? Uh, like Jesus wasn't like that in the wilderness because the truth was so in him. So when you become more spiritual, your spirit man becomes higher. That's how you are. Threats of fear come and it's just like, you're just like Jesus in the wilderness. Word of God's in you. God did not give me a spirit of fear. You know what's going on here? The devil's trying. He's a loser. God's way more powerful. I have the victory through Jesus. That's how it is because you're so spiritual. So that's really what's being on fire for God is not the feelings like, I love Jesus. Yeah like yes that's there but it's not about the feelings it's about being in the truth and when you're so in the truth the feelings follow so when your spirit man rises it what's happening is you're is you're you're, you're choosing your spirit to be leading leading the rest of you leading your mind your will and your emotions so that it's the word of god that's leading it's the truth of God that's leading. And so the soul has to follow. Your will has to follow. Jesus's will had to follow. Jesus's will saying, I don't want this, but no, my will must be submitted to God's will. 
your will follows. That was like me. I didn't want to be preaching. I didn't want to be preaching every week. I didn't want to be, you know, loading all the stuff for hours and hours. I didn't want to be going live every single day, not even taking a day off break once through March to October. You know, I don't want to be doing that. But my will was so, was submitted to God's. And so my carnal nature didn't stand a chance. Didn't stand a chance. So um, as you keep showing up and, and focusing on serving God, serving God, serving his work, serving his people, staying steadfast, and that serving is going to look like these, look like um, insignificant stuff. We were a, a church of 15 or so people, and I was devoting my whole life to that and doing stuff I didn't want to do the whole time, <laughs> you know, with no benefit, in it, no benefit in it for me. Um, going live where I remember even on Instagram, now there's 303 on Instagram right now, but I remember in um, just this past fall, just this past like October or so, I remember seeing when it was like one viewer go down to zero and it just says live on top. This October, I remember it. I remember that. And that's after I was going live every single day from, from March. Um, so God, God is going to call you to serve him, to really be a servant, to really get low, to really get low. And he'll call you to do that for a while. For me, it was, four years of being as low, like as low as you can get, you know, like doing the least glamorous um, work for God, you know, that people weren't, no, not many people were really seeing. And even those that did see it thought I was weird, probably like, why, is she, why isn't she just doing music? She's better at music or something or like, you know, um, God, that's, that's God's way. That look how low Jesus got. He got the very lowest. Washing the feet of the disciples. He got as low as can be. And so if you want to be great for God, if you want to be this on fire, always powerful vessel of God, you got you to gotta follow God where he takes you as low as you go. And stay low. And stay low for years. God, I'll serve you wherever, where no one sees me, where it's super insignificant. And I'll keep showing up when I'm tired, when I don't want to do this, I'll keep showing up. So now I've gotten to the place, I've seen how, I've seen how literally, like that's been the, that's been the key that I've seen the fire that I have now. The fire for God that I have now, I've seen how it has come from this right here, this consistent serving. So that God can, can transform me to be to that place of Jesus, not my will, but your will be done. Where even in the garden of Gethsemane, sweating blood as he's about to be tortured and killed, he's still on fire for God. You know, on fire isn't, isn't just like hype sermons, but it's like, imagine him in the, in, but God's will be done. That sweating blood, not my will, but God's will be done. That's on fire. That's on fire for God. Amen. And, and so there's been, there's been many times where I'll feel, especially when God calls me to minister like so many times in a row and you travel and you can't get as so much sleep, there'll be times where I'm like tired, but you just, you don't feel like, you don't feel like ministering, you know, but you just show up. You just say, I'm a servant. Who cares if I'm tired? <laughs> Who cares if I don't feel like it? I'm a servant. Here I go. Show up. And that obedience makes God to take over. That's putting the spirit first. And so the soul and the flesh have to follow. So God's spirit comes upon you. And maybe you were tired before. Maybe you weren't feeling it before. Maybe you weren't feeling on fire for God before. But the soul has to follow. 
the feelings start to follow. You start to, you start to feel on fire. I'm telling you, even right now, this is a prophetic message because I got up. It's been, it's been busy. I've been, I, I ministered in, I got up early last Thursday, like just five hours of sleep, I think, to, to get on the flight, early flight to San Antonio. Ended up doing two services, one spontaneous, four and a half hours of ministry, slept for like five hours or so got on a flight to go to Dallas that day, the next day. And um, I was tired. I remember being so tired before Dallas, feeling tired, feeling tired. But I knew it didn't matter. It didn't matter. God is a spirit. And if I just show up, God's going to take over. It doesn't matter how I feel. So God moved powerfully like I had never seen in my life in Dallas. And then I flew back that, that next day, Saturday, Saturday morning, had church ministered at, at, in LA, um, at five F church. And the very next Monday, the very next day, five, uh, 5 AM, I woke up to fly to Alaska and we were in Alaska as Alaska the whole week ministered there and, um, flew back on, um, on Sat on Friday, we had baptisms the next day, and I was tired. I felt I remember feeling tired for that. But God, you just show up, and God came through and moved powerfully. We had church on Sunday this past Sunday, ministered there, and then had one day Monday, and then Tuesday this morning flew. We woke up at 4:30 a.m. And I'm like, I gotta go live with my people online. I love my people online and God wants to reach them, all of you across the world here. God wants to reach you. There's people that need to be set free. I know I'm not gonna get much much sleep because of the flight, but we got. I gotta go live. And so got here and I felt tired before I went live with you and not, not really feeling it, you know, physically. But I tell you, I feel it now. I feel on fire for God now, hallelujah. And I'm just sharing that with you just, just so you can see, like, this is the real fire. It's not about, oh, I feel on fire all the time. But it's just you showing up continually to serve. And God, God even shows up with the feelings where you do feel so on fire and you get to experience this supernatural fire of God when you serve him, when you don't feel like it. Be, it's supernatural. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's, it's way better than having coffee. Like it, it's, it's the most beautiful thing. It's the most beautiful thing. And it comes from serving. Um, you know, this message that I'm sharing right now is so important, is so important, is very, is prophetic message for you right now. And if you didn't see this past Sunday's message, make sure you watch it. It'll be uploaded in a day or two. Um, on my YouTube, um, but you can you can see the iPhone version, iPhone camera version from this past Sunday on YouTube and Facebook now if you want to see it um, before then. But watch it because this is a prophetic word right now where revival has begun and many of you have, have been in this revival and it's been like a few months now where we've been in awe and amazed continually of God continually moving in power. And it's so important at this point to keep your fire alive, to stay hungry, to stay on fire, because there's going to be, there's going to come a point where there's this temptation to take for granted God, to take for granted revival, to take for granted the amazing miracles that he's doing every day that we yearn for, I yearn for and prayed for, we did for years there's gonna come a time where you'll be tempted to take it for granted to not be as consistent if you're you know in person and you can serve a temptation to not serve as much or not come as much we have to stay vigilant this example i gave of my life of how how i've seen like myself go from not feeling on fire at all um 
the promised land being so far away, not feeling like a powerful vessel of God at all, to my story of just choosing to serve, choosing to serve, choosing to serve, uncomfortable, 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 <laughs> year after year, choosing to serve, <laughs> uncomfortable. So now one day, I'm feeling on fire a lot of the time, like never before, you know? And I'm seeing the fruits of serving. I'm seeing revival. We're seeing revival now. So what God has done through me, setting me ablaze, lighting me on fire to be a constant flame, a dependable flame that I can go live even when I'm tired, you know, I don't feel like it. That's what God wants to do through you. That's what God wants to do through what he's done. It's not supposed to be just me. I'm sharing this. It's so important because God has called you to be a revival carrier and he has plans to use you so powerfully. He needs you to be a servant. This is how you will be this blaze, blazing fire that burns for him continually. This is how, this is how the lost will find Jesus when we are this continual flame that's burning every day, that when the lost come to us on any day, we are a fire burning for Jesus. That when people be mean to us, burst out in our faces, we are burning continually. So the truth is in us so much that we still show them love. We ha you have to be burning like this for the lost to be found, for them to find Jesus through you. You have to be this way for God to really entrust you with powerful anointing. God puts powerful anointing in those whom he can trust, in those whom have servant hearts and have gotten so low that that's all they know anymore is to serve. They become a servant completely. They don't know their life anymore. They know I am a servant of God. So when God gives you some crazy assignment like Mary, this crazy, outlandish, difficult, could be scary assignment, like the angel to Mary, you're called to carry the son of God in your womb. You can say quickly, let it be done to me. I am a servant of the Lord. I am a servant of the Lord. That is who I am. Boom, quick. Don't have to think about it. Don't have to argue with the angel. Don't have to tell the angel, let me think about it. Let me pray about it. I am a servant of the Lord. That's where God wants you to be so he can entrust you with powerful anointing and use you mightily. Hallelujah. 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 So there, there are other, many other tools that God's giving you to stay on fire that are important. I pray in the spirit every day. I pray in tongues every day, uh, in the shower, in the car, in the grocery store, under my mask. Sometimes <laughs> uh, it says fan the fan into flame, the gift that's been given, that's been given to you. This, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so important because it, it's the fire of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the fire that God gives you and you have to rev that up. You have to fan that into flame to help your spiritual man arise. You need to read the word of God because that's the truth that needs to get in you. You need to spend time in the word and, and be consistent there and doesn't have, don't be religious, but just go to the word, make it a part of your life. So you're in taking the truth. So the truth can become in you so much. And so every scheme of the devil that's coming and with his lies, you can quickly push them down because the truth is in you. The word of God is in you so much. Reading the word of God daily is important and receiving this word of, or as much as you can daily. I don't ever want anyone to be religious and because the religious spirit has come into so many people's lives, including mine in the past. 
making me feel so guilty, making you feel so guilty if you miss a day reading the Bible. God is never condemning you for that. He, it's a relationship. Reading the word of God is a relationship. So he wants you to be, it to be free and it to not be a, I have to do this. But it is important and good to make disciplines so you can make sure you're keeping on receiving that truth. And to hear the word of God like you are today is so important. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So it is so important. Your spirit man is being fed. You're receiving true revelation from the Holy Spirit of the word of God. That's the importance of receiving teaching from anointed ministers, fivefold ministers, as it says in the book of Acts, that the people in the book of Acts devoted themselves continually and faithfully to the teachings of the apostles. So this is so important. These are the big things. These are the big things of how to be on fire for God and stay on fire for God. Intake the, read the word of God. Listen to the word of God, the anointed word of God. Be where his anointing is. And if you can come in person, come in person to where the power of God is moving and serve there. Where you have the chance to serve, serve. This is so important right now. This is a prophetic word because this revival, it is God's will for it to grow and to expand. And we need to have that heart for it to grow and to expand, not for it to be stagnant. We need to have that heart of, I'm committed to serving God in this revival. Whether I feel like it or not, whether I'm tired or not, I am committed to keeping my fire alive so that the fire can spread. Because if my fire goes down, the revival fire goes down. So I am committed to this fire growing and spreading. I won't let my fire go out. I don't take it lightly what God is doing right now. I value it. I renew my mind continually. What an honor it is to be alive in this moment where God is moving in tremendous power, where he's chosen me to be a revival carrier, a soldier in his army of God. I renew my mind with this. This is how you stay on fire too. You renew your mind with the word of God. That's how you push the carnal down, carnal man down and make your spirit man to come alive. The more that you do this, you, it comes to the point where you're not even have to renewing your mind so much because you, it's become in you so much, but you have to put in the spiritual work first of what I'm, of what I shared with you today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus.